The reading today is taken from Psalm 25, verses 1 to 9. This is the word of the Lord. In you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. This is the word of the Lord. So, loving God, we thank you that you are the God who does teach us and who reveals yourself to us. You do not keep yourself hidden. And so today, uh, may that be true. Uh, May you reveal yourself more and more to us in this moment. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, So I need two volunteers to play a little game. Would you like to volunteer? Yeah. Come, come, come. This is a game in which you might win some sweets. So if you like chocolate... This is the game for you. Uh, Yes, take a seat, take a seat. So I think one of our, the older members of our congregation. Helen, brilliant. Come. Okay, are you ready? Okay, I'm going to put these here. Okay. So you just sit there. Okay. Advent means waiting. Are you waiting for something? Have you ever waited for something? I'm sure you can think of something. Most of us have. And at this time of year, and in this part of the world... We do find ourselves waiting for Christmas, whether we're Christians um, or simply part of the cultural Christmas which kind of hustles and bustles around us, the cultural Christmas that people are doing. We're all kind of waiting for Christmas. Maybe we're waiting for Christmas by running around like headless chickens. Are you, are you waiting? Just, it's fine, just that's it. It's okay. Maybe we're running around like headless chickens, getting the presents, trying to remember who do we still send Christmas cards to, wondering how many mince pies we're going to need for the work do, or whether Auntie Jean is going to kick off this year because Granddad Jack didn't like the present that she got him five years ago. There's an inevitable waiting even if we're busy in our waiting, uh, by warrant of the fact that we're forced to wait because we can't make time go any quicker. Christmas Day only comes on the 25th of December. Well, or if you're an Orthodox Christian, the 6th of January. Would you like to wait till the 6th of January for your presents? No, okay. 
So you have to wait till the 25th of December. There. But Advent is a season which asks us to wait intentionally uh, for something. We're asked to remember the waiting that has already happened, that there was for the first Christmas, the hundreds of years where the Jewish people were waiting for God to show up, and they felt like God had disappeared. And we are asked to wait because we are waiting for the time when God is going to show up again. And you may or may not feel like God has disappeared. How are you doing with your waiting? You okay? Um, Just out of interest, how do you know that I'm going to give you those sweets? Do you trust me? I'm not sure that's... Um, You can see the sweets, so you know they exist... And I'm not going to be able suddenly to say, there are no sweets. That's okay. You can keep, keep waiting. You're doing very well. You're winning the game. What about you? How are you doing with your waiting? The people of God waited and waited for God to show up. I wonder how they waited. Bless you. I wonder how they waited. In the translation of the Bible um, that I was reading, um, the first verse sounds like this. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. And then it says, make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. And interestingly, in the version that was read to us, instead of, for you I wait all day long, it says, for you I hope all day long. Which tells us that the word wait is not just like I did on Thursday morning, which was to wait for a bus that never arrived, um, or then did arrive and then didn't let me on it and drove off without me, and I had to walk in the rain uh, to the station. It's not that kind of waiting. The kind of waiting that we do and that scripture talks about in terms of waiting for God is a waiting that is full of hope. Are you full of hope in your waiting? It's full of hope. The people of God for whom this psalm was their contemporary worship song knew that their best life was in waiting for God. That the only way that they could wait for God was to immerse themselves in the ways of God. To know the paths of God. Was to know how to live and how to wait 
as the children of God and that this waiting was not in vain, unlike waiting for the bus, which was. Right. So how's the waiting going? Are you still as confident that you're going to get your sweets? Yes? Why are you confident? You've seen them and and you know they're there, even though I've, I've covered them up. Okay. Okay. The people for whom this psalm was the thing that they sung as as part of their worship. They knew their waiting wasn't in vain because they knew the God who had promised to show up had already shown up in the paths, the ways, the stories of God which they had passed down from generation to generation. There was their story of Moses, that God showed up to Moses in the burning bush and then showed up big style for Moses as God led the people out of Egypt. The people of God had this story and it was their story and they knew that though they were waiting, and it was difficult, and at sometimes it was really difficult, but it wasn't hopeless, because they knew that the story had happened, and that God had shown up, and that God was real. Difficult, but not hopeless. And we share the story, and we rejoice that we know that this waiting wasn't in vain because that Christmas, the first Christmas, did come. And in knowing that God showed up for Moses and that God really showed up in Jesus, we now know that God will show up and that one day the kingdom will come on earth as in heaven. But how do we wait in the meantime? Have you forgotten that we are waiting? This is your challenge today. The people of old, the people who listened to the Psalms the first time they were sung, have shown us what we must do. And that is to immerse ourselves in the paths, the stories of God, so that they are part of us. So that when the waiting becomes almost unbearable, when it feels too long, and when the darkness seems to cover and overcome any sense of feeling, 
that the dawn is ever going to come. These paths, these stories, this song of God, which has been sung from the beginning, will sing us back to a place of hopeful waiting. The stories in the Bible that teach us our paths and our ways, they're not just good to read because they're knowledge of an age-old tale. They're not just stuff uh, to kind of fill our heads with intellectual facts about God. They're there to show us the way, even and perhaps especially when we find ourselves lost in the waiting, when we forget that we're waiting for a new kingdom and have become slightly overly attached to the old one. But the stories can only really do that if we know them and if they become part of who we are. So this Advent, I do encourage you to pick up your Bible, perhaps afresh, perhaps for the first time in a long time. That would be very normal because uh, life can get in the way and we can forget that we're waiting. I encourage you to look at the Advent reading suggestions that we've given. But also, I encourage you to come along to the Bible course, which we're running in January, uh, which is going to unpack and hopefully illuminate the big narrative, the big story of the Bible. If you've ever kind of thought, do you know, I'm not quite sure how this part of the Bible relates to that part of the Bible, or why we have this in the Bible, or how um, how this person is related to that person, or why we tell the story at all, or it all feels a little bit overwhelming, um, then that course is for you. Um, and it's for, it's for everyone who wants to just immerse themselves again in this story, which is our story, to be lived out. How's your waiting going? I'm going to... Your waiting is over. Our waiting is not. There we go. Did you... Thank you for waiting so patiently. Thank you for believing me. Uh, they're all yours now. There, there are some other packets of these for people if, they're, if, if you feel hard done by. I didn't, didn't want anyone to feel too hard done by. But thank you. You can now go back to your seat. You won the game. Well done. Yes, quite. <clears throat> So I encourage you to immerse yourself in the story. And I'm going to finish with a poem, because you know I like my poems. This one is not Malcolm Guite. Uh, you know he's one of my favorites. This one is uh, from Christina Rossetti. 
who wrote In the Bleak Midwinter. She's a great poet. And if you Google her, you'll see she's done myriads of Advent and Christmas poetry, and it's very beautiful. And this one is especially for Advent Sunday. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out with lighted lamps and garlands round about to meet him in a rapture with a shout. It may be at the midnight, black as pitch, earth shall cast up her poor, cast up her rich. It may be at the crowing of the cock, earth shall upheave her depth, uproot her rock. For lo, the bridegroom fetcheth home the bride. His hands are hands she knows, she knows his side. Like pure Rebecca at the appointed place, veiled she unveils her face to meet his face. Like great Queen Esther in her triumphing, she triumphs in the presence of her king. His eyes are as a dove's and she's dove-eyed. He knows his lovely mirror, sister, bride. He speaks with dove voice of exceeding love. And she with love voice of an answering dove. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go we out with lamps ablaze and garlands round about to meet him in a rapture with a shout. There's lots of lovely imagery there from different parts of the Bible. Um, And I did wonder, actually, on reading this, you might add a verse if you looked it up. Add your own verse. How would you add yourself? These are the stories of Rebecca and the wise virgins with their lamps um, and the Song of Solomon. It's all in there. What would your verse look like if you're waiting with your lamp lit for the coming of the king?